After a long hiatus, F1 returns to Portugal. Silly season becomes quite silly. We give our predictions on where the championship order will wind up, and we preview the Portuguese Grand Prix. It's playtime in Portimao. Let's jump the start. Everybody, welcome back. Jump to Start Racing Podcast. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? Yancy? Hi. <laughs> uh this is Wellington. I'm, we're uh obviously next episode here, but the preview of the Portuguese Grand Prix that's going to be hosted out at uh Portimao. Um before jumping into that, obviously I like the I way you say that. Portimao. I, I, I like it when you that like that, how, that how, accent. Yes. Sounds like a wine. <laughs> Sounds like a wine. <laughs> Sounds like a, a, a $20 wine you get off the corner. Actually, that's expensive, right? $20 wine? No. Yep. No? I don't know. Anyway. We don't drink wine. No <laughs> more whiskey. Uh, let's, yeah, let's not get into that. Um, all right. <laughs> Gin and tonic. I'm not drinking Let, let's, let's pull it back in, boys. <laughs> so our social media platforms, just to make sure to get it out there, at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. We are on, as far as podcast platforms, we are on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube. Faster? Faster? No, I can't. Oh. We're also on YouTube at Jump to Start Racing Podcast. <laughs> as we, as you can see, we're feeling a little bit squirrely today, I guess. <laughs> so today's show, we're going to be talking about a little bit of news. Actually, not much going on. Then we're going to do a little bit of a dive into the silly season and recap some championship standings and kind of predictions going forward. And then we'll also do the race preview, the uh, what we just talked about, the Portuguese Grand Prix. So... Yeah. News. We saw last week Nico Hulkenberg take over for Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll is still sick. So what we got word of was that he couldn't get off of the toilet. If he's still on the same toilet one week later, I'm going to have to ask some questions. Or two weeks later. Damn, can he even yeah. sit down anymore? Yeah. He was left in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Yes, you... What's... What's going on here? Uh, just give him a full time seat already. Is that these guys like he's the uh, the super super sub super sub uh, substitute teacher? What are we? Th- what's going on with Lance Stroll, not Nico Hulkenberg? <laughs> nah, he still sucks. <laughs> nah, I don't know what's what's going on. It seems like he's still sick. Uh, it's not COVID. He hasn't gotten tested, but he got tested. But it says that it's not COVID. But uh, they, it's still up in the air. They don't know if he is still going to be racing this weekend are you serious so he's yeah. still like a t- stomach virus yeah he still are has you kidding me yeah but they said that he's been sick since russia so it's already been what a month or three weeks three weeks three weeks so i don't know why he hasn't gotten better i think he'll be back in the car though unless he got something else going on it's Lance's career over no so that's <laughs> no. the rumor that they're being so secretive and that they're not really being clear as to what's going on so that they may be, I think in the paddock, you're being tested every five days or so. Mm-hmm. So you're able to kind of skirt by the rules if you get tested and then like, oh, but don't you know, they have to test right before they go into the track? I don't know. So it, it's, it's a weird situation because technically Lance Stroll never made it to the track last, last week or at the last race, Friday was rained out. Saturday, Hulkenberg came in. Hmm. Right? Whoa. My tinfoil hat is on. Clearly. Ruben. But it sounds very legit, though. Yeah. This is... I don't remember seeing him in any videos at the track on Friday. Well, only in the bathroom. (laughs) We didn't didn't get a video of that either. But but here's the thing, though. We do know that when Checo got the virus... They were trying to play technicalities as far as, as when as when he tested positive right. so he can be allowed back in. So they were trying to get him in the seat for that second race at Silverstone, which yeah, is sure. the what is it, the F one seven Formula One seventieth anniversary yep. Grand Prix. Say that ten times, see if you can get through that. Um or even three times, I bet you can't do that. <laughs> um so maybe they are 
playing games. Turn for hat on again. Too, yeah, no? you know how it is with me. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird that they still haven't been able com- to confirm him. If, it, if it's like something that's passing, I think if it's what it's been what ten days or more since the last time they got to yeah. be at a race. So usually by that time, uh, you're over your illness. I hope Hulk unless it's back. COVID. I hope we get Hulkenberg again. So. He'll get driver of the again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. I only hope because it's more interesting. Yes. Like it's just something out of the uh, something out of the ordinary. Yes. I don't know. So there's that. Uh, Mercedes has apparently stopped developing the car for this year for the 2020 season. They have moved. They have moved all their chips, all their uh, development, over to the 2021 car. They're working on developing a new floor. Yeah. Crazy. I'm not surprised. That they're still so far ahead. Yes. And we're all we all get excited because we thought maybe Red Bull be catch well, they are catching up yes, to them, but they're the, good. yeah, they're good. But the only reason not they really have good. caught up to them is because they stopped developing this year's car. Uh, wow. And um just hearing the reasons why Mercedes um Stop the well. One they could because they're so far ahead of everybody else. I mean, no one's even in their league as far as that car is concerned, and they have pretty two pretty good drivers. And and Red Bull has is basically racing with one arm time behind their back because Albon is just so disappointing this year. Right, dude. Um, out of two hundred and eleven constructor points for Red Bull. Max Verstappen has 147. So it's like, dude, what, get get me That's in the car. That's crazy. I think he would do a better job, I, bro. I don't think. I know. <laughs> Wellington. Living in, he's living in the upside down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so Mercedes. Um, Here, I, I, you know what? Let me interrupt you. I love the stats. So mm-hmm. Mercedes being a, having a 180 point lead. That means that currently right now they could dnf both cars in four straight races whoa and still have a lead yeah and we're already we're already halfway through the season and since <laughs> they have a since when the, when the, the the most reliable team on the grid is mercedes right even when they have a bad race weekend but a bad race weekend is second and third place so what this means is there's six races left that means in two races Right now, they will have locked up the Constructors' Championship. So basically, what they're doing right now is that they're planning their domination next season. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Yes, because sir. they're they're going to cut off part of the floor. What is, what is the history? Right. How many straight titles? It's going to be seven. Yeah, it's going to be seven for them. So, no, going to be eight. Eight, yeah. going to be eight. Can you see them making ten? Jeez. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Insane. So the, the regulations are they're going to cut off a part of the floor in the rear. There's basically going to be a diagonal cut where the, the floor is going to be coming into the wheel. So all of that development as far as like those little slits on the floor to control the air will be gone. So what are they doing in place? But that changes everything aerodynamically because the diffuser is so important as far as getting downforce. So they've started developing that area already. Wow. Ferrari already came out saying that they're going to use their tokens to develop the rear end as well because of the new regulations. And they're also working on a new engine. Let's <laughs> go, Ferrari. They're going man. back all the way back just for one year. Make daddy proud, baby. Wait, you, they're using their tokens for the rear end? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yo, they have that system in the Dominican Republic and the women go out there. <laughs> Sorry. Could not land that plane. Nope. So, so yeah, so it doesn't surprise me, like you said, Ruben. It's just, it just sucks because we know that they're so far out ahead that can you, re- do you really think that Red Bull, considering that they start their seasons so slow as they've done this season, can give them a fight. We know Ferrari's not going to do it. At the end, nah. Even next season. Nah. So we're going to be looking at... Remember, another... there's not going to be a, a ton of money 
in, into the Honda engine. It's gonna be next year is gonna be the last year. So they're not. They already Honda already said they're not developing the engine anymore. I mean, though they can, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I don't see them making that. You know, having I don't see Mercedes having that much of a challenge from anybody. Renault. Yeah, that's our <laughs> only hope. Yeah. But it's gonna be a, a a fight next season between Renault and Red Bull. Yes, I see that happening. You know, before anybody touches. You guys see Ferrari taking a step up? Nope. How about you, Wells? Definitely Same not. thing. Uh, taking a step up? No. the The engine's locked for next year, is it? No, they can develop their engine. They're developing a new engine now for next season. For next season, yeah. Okay, I wanted to go back and correct. That's t- uh, constructors' championships six in a row. Currently, it'll be seven at the end of this year, guaranteed at this point. And then for next year, what we were talking about would be eight. So yeah. it's been so long, we can't even remember anymore. Or get it, or get it right. <laughs> all we all we'll just know is that Mercedes has won. You imagine they go ten years and they win most of them. Well, that's what they've already done. That's just insane. We thought that, and when Ferrari was winning all those championships with Michael Schumacher, that was a lot. This is nothing. That's nothing compared to what they're doing now. Yeah, well, remember people complaining about Red Bull. In the four years, yeah, yeah. no, same thing. Even 10, with 11, the Schumacher, people were complaining already that they want somebody else to win. Even back then, people were complaining about that they want to see a race, hoping that Schumacher does not win. Yeah, but I, it, it's just that the F one is like that, and yeah. I mean most sports are like that. It's just that I think at this point, the Mercedes is somebody's exaggerating their dominance. Phase of domination. It's in, it's incredible because it's it's literally. I think they're gonna go down. I mean, at the moment, uh, in this point in F1 history, they're probably going to go down as the most dominating F1 team ever. I mean, you're right, actually, what you just said, that most sports are like that. Most sports are like that until something changes, right? So, like, until LeBron retires, whatever his team is, is going to be pretty good, right? Yeah. Until Tom Brady and Bill Belichick broke up, the Patriots were pretty good, right? So something has to change, and unfortunately, in F1, that is the rules, the, the, rules, the regulations. That that was, and we got it. Well, we have another year of this car, and then I don't know what they're gonna do with the engine. I think to, uh, we spoke about this last time. Twenty twenty six is the twenty twenty. Yeah, the start of twenty twenty six is the, the new, new engine. They they might have to change that. Like speed it up. We'll yeah, or we did, we did or change something a little bit, something more. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what route they're gonna go with, but they need to decide on that soon. Full electric? No, hell no. <laughs> that is not gonna happen. That is not gonna happen for many reasons. One of it is that they're not. They're not. They're not gonna want to come. They don't want. They don't want their main competition to be. They don't want to have a competition with Formula E. They need to be something way better than that because it's F one. So, gotcha. and 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 the FIA wants FE to do their own thing. Yeah, yeah that, that only happen. makes sense. Uh, we talked a little bit about Ferrari spending tokens on their rear end. Does this confirm that they kind of really screwed up aerodynamically? We've seen both Leclerc and Vettel spin. We've seen obviously Vettel just just not have it anymore with that car. Where yeah, they, I mean, they, they, I feel like asking where did they go wrong, but only they would know. Well, I, we mentioned this. I mentioned this. Uh, they they were anticipating <laughs> a more powerful power unit until they got caught. Well, yeah, and so. You know, and with everything with COVID going on, you know, COVID and and everything else that goes along associated with it, obviously they didn't have the proper time to develop their car. So they already, obviously, they they start their development a year before. So by this time now, uh, most F1 teams have already done the, uh, the legwork to develop their car for next year. And then it goes on from there. Some teams stop developing current year's cars to move on to the next car, to next year's car. Like Mercedes did not. Yeah, exactly. So they, Ferrari built their car 
aerodynamically in anticipation okay. that their power unit will power them through the drag that their car creates, but the car's obviously not Which was doing fast. before. Yeah, it was doing The engine it was doing that. So they're not fast. So now they have to take a different step. One, they need to figure out where their engine's at, and then they can... They can um, they can work on the arrow, but I think they already know that they're they're back end obviously because uh, Vettel is a driver that drives well with a with a stable rear end on the car. Um, there, it seems like they already know that their rear end needs to be has more downforce, and once that's good, they can uh, complement everything else. So, to build from there, pretty much. Yeah. So, and. And that's pretty much if you have a uh, you have to have enough downforce to go through the corners. Uh Red Bull has been pretty good with that. Uh obviously Mercedes has been really good with that. And you can see how good they've been because we have the clone car also pretty good as far as going around the track. They just don't have the manpower to develop that that concept. But I think uh, you know, Aston Steady. Martin coming next year will will have uh will be uh, a force to reckon with even more than they are now. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Lastly, on our, uh, on our news, the drivers have kind of kicked up a little bit of dust as far as the penalty point system. We saw Lewis Hamilton almost get points for uh, doing the practice starts at the end of the... I guess this, the, the end of the, the, the pit entry, straight, the entry. Yeah. The pit straight. That's good mm -hmm. way to put it. Uh, we saw, we've also seen stuff like Kimmy getting points for not lining up properly at the, at the start of a race and at the back. Yeah. At, at literally the last spot. And it's just like, okay, what are these points actually for? Like, are they, are they penalties just for every infraction or are they penalties for dangerous driving? And I guess the, the drivers are starting to fall on. It should be penalties for dangerous driving. Yeah. Ruben, what Absolutely. do you think? I don't know much about this subject, but I know they get penalized depending on what happened in the race, you know, for, I guess, the severity of it. But the, just the clarification, I guess, because everything is so accessible now, we just need to be more open to what it is and what it's not. And sometimes during the race, we get like this surprise, like, oh, he might get this, he might get, and we're like, when did he, you know, when did this happen before? Like, it's, it's to me, it's also just confusing to confuse the fans. That's that's what it ends up in. Because when is the last time somebody got a race ban? You know, they get somebody. somebody. It's only, yeah, it's only ever been close recently. Exactly, yeah. And so, well, Grosjean, I think it was. Was close. Was close. He didn't get one. Yeah, he did. How far back are you going? Yes. Way back. I was talking about, I think it was like 2006 I was born or something. It was right after, <laughs> no, it was, I think it was right after a um, an incident that he had at Spa, first lap incident that he had at Spa. And it was, and it, just and been it around since that long? Six. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, yeah. He was a rookie. He was right, he was, he was driving with. Uh, that was on points or was it Lotus. just like a band? No, it was a band. I think it was on points though. Okay. He caused a major accident, which, which uh, affected the championship race. That was one of the oh. years that I, it was one of the years that Alonso was with Ferrari. I know that much, and it and it, Alonso so was involved in that in that accident, and it just pushed him to the background. I think he even finished the, the race. So let me ask you a question: Where do I go to look up the points? How many points each driver has? <laughs> You don't, I don't know. <laughs> you don't. Cause you don't. That's the whole point. I it's mean, so oh, like I got, just, I got the website. FIA throws the towel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, they 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 have it's all discret I guess it's discretionary, but you also have in the sporting regulations, you have you know, if you cause an accident, you get a certain amount of points and this and that. Uh, it, it, but it is it is up to the stewards. So there's no there's there's no clear cut as to what you're gonna get points for, what you're not gonna get points for. Right. That's why I think that they they took away the points for for Hamilton right. when he did the false start. All it reminds me of is in baseball when like the strike zones are different for the umpires. Like it's yeah, that's exactly what it's it is. Silly to to it's silly to have uh, stewarding that isn't uh, exactly um, the same and consistent from race to race and from crew to crew. 
and then have a, have a guy potentially have his championship be affected, potentially have the money he gets be affected, the team be affected. Like, it, I don't know. Can't you say that that's true for every sport? Like, we always have... I mean, I watch a lot of NBA. We I watch a lot of MLB, baseball. Um, you you set the strike zone thing. You also you uh in in, in, in the, football in the we, NFL well, they NFL, changed the rules they, after the after the Saints got uh, like a pass in the yeah, first that it, wasn't called. But that's the whole thing. It's like every year there's a rule change to fix something, but it messes up something else up. So can it be? Is it completely fixable? Can you get to that perfect system? Well, no. I but I think that what they can. A very simple fix would be have like a central base of like sporting regulation people, right? And then what what they do in F one is that each track has its own set of stewards or yes. like whatever. That that's silly. That's just I think that's just they stupid. need to have. It needs to be like the NHL that they call up to New York and then they they come back with the uh, or what they like can the do. They, <laughs> or what they can do. They they have a dedicated uh crew. Not dedicated crew, but like a, 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 a basically a, an officiating a, a crew that yeah. they you know they train them and they're gonna be the you know they assign oh this is gonna be your race this is gonna be your race they can do that but it'll be within the same thing where everybody's communicating with each other it seems like it's very decentralized so everything is up to every steward at the race so there's nothing consistent going on. And then you talk about president. Pre president doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you did the last race. Yeah. Because everything changes. So there's no there's no organization for officiating in F1, I feel. And it's something that I feel that needs to be addressed for that reason. Why? Because if a driver does get points on his license, it has to be that you're putting somebody else in danger. Or yourself in danger. Meaning, when it comes to that to a level of, of getting punched, unless you should have yeah. So if you cause like an accident, of, if they tell you if you whatever. cause an accident, then yeah, you should get points. Right? you cause an accident during the race, or cause some another driver's yeah. Their, their, but if uh, you didn't put anybody rain. in danger, which Hamilton didn't do at that race, he didn't really put anybody in danger. Why is he? Why is he get getting points in the first place? Even even though they took it off, but why is he getting points in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. And then as as you said, it's not consistent. It's not consistent yeah. at all because Leclerc didn't get penalized, even though I thought it was a first lap incident. But if anybody else probably would have well, done not it, not even that one. But know. like the seatbelt thing is like, man, like that's the yeah, that's click it or ticket is like everybody click knows that, ticket. right? <laughs> I don't know, but they took his explanation for it as so. It how about okay, this? But... You you mentioned like a centralized sporting group. I nominate us. Um, FIA hit us up. We'll, we're around, and we, we'll talk about this. Yeah, stuff. we we'll, sit with three TVs yeah. on so the race only, day anyways. Yes, the so. only thing is that yes, he can't uh, anything with Leclerc. He cannot uh, officiate. Yep. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So you wanted to I'll talk promise about? I'll take off my Ferrari hat. For no. <laughs> you wanted to talk about silly season. Yes. There seems to be a lot more than I thought would happen, considering there's so many race seats that are up for grabs. So, all right, let's go all the way back. Silly season being the movements of the drivers between the teams, introduction of new drivers. I'm still trying to figure out why they call it silly season. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. But look how because silly it does it, get silly. Right. Look how, <laughs> look how silly it started. It started with signs going to, Carlos signs going over to Ferrari, right? That started up the whole dominoes where. Is that silly to you? It was pretty silly. Now it's it's even more silly on his part. <laughs> so that set Ricardo to go to McLaren, and then Fernando Alonso joined Renault. And we thought it would be silly for Fernando Alonso to do it, to join Renault. How's that looking right now? He's looking pretty, pretty good. Like a for the first time, he may actually be going to a team that's improving. Yes. Guess what? Now that you that you started mentioning, you know, all these drivers, you know, shifting and stuff like that, Oco might be out, and Gasly might go to Renault. That's what I heard. Silly. Well, that that was the rumor, right? That for, he was discussing the seat for 2022. Gotcha. Okay. With Renault. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I didn't. I, I don't. I don't know that yet. I just heard the rumor. Rumor report. You know? <laughs> <laughs> last week or last episode, I was patting myself on the back. That that's another one because I said it during the Great Gasly uh, video <laughs> that you know he would probably end up with Renault as a Frenchman, but that's besides the point. So. Aside from that, we know that Sergio Perez is leaving Force India. 
damn it, Racing Point. <laughs> He's leaving Racing Point. Aston Martin are becoming Aston Martin next year. Sebastian Vettel is now moving to Aston Martin. Did I miss any other moves? Hamilton and Bottas are still at Mercedes. Ricardo going to McLaren. You yeah, mentioned that. Okay. Yeah. Ferrari's set. McLaren's set. Uh, Renault is set. Mercedes technically is not set, but come on, please. Come on, yeah, why wouldn't they sign yeah, Hamilton? So Yeah, Toto Wolff is saying that they just have to sit down. Helmut so. Marco also mentioned, as pointed out by Yancey earlier, uh, that there are, out of the four Red Bull seats, we're including AlphaTauri there with Red Bull. Three of them are set. They didn't say who the one that's uh, out. My yeah. my money is on Max Verstappen. He's out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, he's out in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a few Except out. for Mercedes. <laughs> so who, who you guys think is out? I think a few. Uh, you think Albon might be out? No. I don't think it's Albon that's out. Who are they going to put in that seat? Why would he say that? Well, they're bringing that in the young kid from F2. Well, unless they, they, it has been room. Well, I did read the other day that um, Red Bull had been in talks with, with Hulkenberg about a backup seat just in case anything happened. Obviously, with, with you know, with, with everything that happened. How many teams is this guy team. signed to as a reserve driver? <laughs> but it does seem like they have kept in contact. So maybe you can see Hulkenberg yeah. in that seat. It, Alpha Tari or Red Bull? Red Bull. Why in would place, he go to in place of Albon? Yeah. Dude. A bit, would, and, what an upgrade for him. What a, a, yeah, it'll be it'll into, be a massive upgrade, but I mean obviously 2022, holy crap. Well you're not what you what you're looking is for somebody what and this is what what uh what Helmut Marco said. They're looking for somebody who can be at least they know that nobody's gonna be Verstappen, but they can at least be within three tenths of him. I think that's definitely possible for Hulkenberg or even Paris if they want to go that route. I don't know. But will know. but will Red Bull go and sign a an experienced driver Which as opposed they, to one of their junior drivers? When was the last time they signed an experienced driver that didn't come through their program? It was probably you're gonna have to look back to maybe David Coulthard, David Coulthard. or Mark, Mark Webber. Weber. Or Mark Webber, one of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was at the beginning, too. And that was at the beginning. But it's uh, just, that second seat has never really produced for Red dude, Bull. just put Gasly back in there. Let him figure it out. But He'll be out again. Helmut Marco is not going to put him back in there. He they they wow. One, they don't feel that, uh, they, they want to have somebody at AlphaTauri because the status of that team is rising. It's no longer going to be a junior team. It's a sister team. Well, so also, they want an experienced driver that knows that team to lead that, that also team. Also, what happened this year with Racing Point is what's causing that team to be now a sister team, not you know not, not a junior team. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Explain. Because all the rules and regulations that were you know, bent or walked around by Racing Point now everybody else could do it, even though it was being done on a more, I would say, calmer level. Now it's being done on a on steroids, right? Meaning so, that that it's more obvious. Yeah, yeah. When somebody breaks the rules instead of bending it, you're welcome to break the rules. Too. Yeah, but and uh, but no, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, in F1 this year showed that his, they they just went around regulations to favor themselves. Yeah, but the talk of the season, the talk before the season started was that AlphaTauri was going to take on more of the Red Bull development part. That Red Bull develops. It's going to be a closer relationship between the teams as far as how the car is made. So they're bridging the gap. Yeah, they're so they're... Because, you know, obviously Ferrari does it with Haas and Alpha. That's for, well, more Haas than anything, because that Haas looks exactly like a Ferrari. Or at least last year. Yeah. Um no, they, they tr- look at those cars side by side. They look almost the same, man. But they're not the topic. Racing Point has been. No, I got you. But also, but but there you go. But Racing Point did a better job this season. So they have a, it, they definitely have a closer relationship with Mercedes. So that's that's funny. We mentioned Haas. Haas and Alfa Romeo are kind of the two that are just wide open. So let's go to Alfa Romeo. Kimi has said he wants to come back next season. So. When he wants to race, he said he already signed for next year. He signed for next he year. He already signed. Okay, even better. So he's, that's he's that's done. That's one seat done. 
Giovanazzi. He's out. He's gone. Okay. Schumacher's uh, only on that seat. Okay. Relax. Schumacher. The, uh, the two Haas seats. Magnuson has hinted towards not coming back. Retiring. Retiring. Grosjean has already said <laughs> that he is retiring. I don't think Grosjean even deserves a spot enough one at this point. Nope. Hulkenberg should be in that seat. Yeah, but it's all dollars and cents. It's all the Ferrari seats that are up for grabs. But if you have you have all if the I had Ferrari to drive that thing, I would teams. I would quit too. <laughs> yeah. Any, any so you Ferrari. have you have Mick Schumacher who's leading the championship in F one. I mean in F two. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. right? And if you win the championship in F two, you gotta either move up to F one or another series. You can't race in F two anymore. That's so stupid. Well, but that's the rule. Yeah. So if Mick Schumacher, which most likely it looks like he will, unless something crazy happens, he's gonna win the championship next year. Are you gonna miss as a Ferrari driver academy to? bring up the son of the greatest driver to ever drive for Ferrari. I was about to say Lewis Hamilton's son. No, no, no. no. (laughs) To drive for Ferrari at least. Um, And one of the goats of the sport to bring his son. Are you going to miss that opportunity? Just the weight of the name. And they control that one seat. uh, Ferrari meaning Ferrari. They control that one seat at Alfa Romeo. So you, you're trying to tell me that you're not going to put Schumacher in instead of Giovinazzi? Giovinazzi has had plenty of time to prove himself, and he's barely beat Kimi, and he's just at this point regressing. No, I think he's getting better. This uh, he has now, good about now. He got better la- at the end of last better. season. At the end of this season, and he's well. He's I don't. Better he's getting better now to us. Well. Yeah, but I mean, again, he's getting used to you know the speed. I of the think he's just being out. so far back now. He, you know, you know, last season, oh, the engine's super fast. Okay, I got used to it now. Engine start. I mean, this year starts. Oh, we're super slow. Oh, and I have to freaking, you know, calm it down as well because we're slow. Right, but also Kimmy, Kimmy's driving better this season too. And you rather, if you're gonna develop that car, you rather have Kimmy as a team leader Absolutely. to develop the car than Giovinazzi. And if you have an extra seat, you're gonna put Schumacher in there instead of Giovinazzi. So what about the two hot seats? What's what are we gonna do there? Well, Haas is thinking long term on that. So, they're, are they thinking long term? Yeah, they are. The they best are. move for Haas is put Paris in one of those seats. They need an experienced driver to as a team leader, and then you can put in to get a closer relationship with obviously a works team, which is Ferrari. You, um, Kalamaila in F two. Who? Kalamaila. He's one of their drivers. Watch this F two races, man. Yo, right now F two in F two. Ferrari has three drivers in the driver academy that can that can be enough one next season, which is Robert Schwartzman, Callum Isla, and Mick Schumacher. Yes, you know their names. Yes. Yes, he gets the emails. <laughs> he gets the performance. Sir, today, this is what happened. Do so it. I think, and if you can check the standings in F2, I think it's... um. Schumacher one, I think Callum Isla is two. That's another Ferrari guy. Yeah, he's he's a Ferrari guy. Uh, you have Sonoda third, and then you have the Renault driver. I forgot his name. Lin- Linden something. I forgot his name. Uh, you have out of the top five. You have three juniors, Ferrari juniors, one Renault, and one Red Bull. What's the kid? What's the name of the rebel one? Yoki Sonoda. Okay, he's in third right now. That, in fourth, you're kid. thinking about Christian Lungard. Yes, Lungard. So he's a Renault. A Yuki Sonoda, Christian Lungard, Robert Schwartzman. Yes, Robert Schwartzman is the Ferrari. And then driver. Nikita, but he's young. He's then Nikita young. Mezepin in sixth. There you go. Who oh, who was also rumored for for the Hasi for the Hasi also? Whoa, because he has money, of course, and. It would they so you go Paris and, and his kid. father was spotted speaking to Gunter Steiner. Did he uh slam his door? He should have probably would have gotten some points. <laughs> all right, so that's um, anything further to talk about silly season? <laughs> what do you th- all right? So let's, let's go through this. What do you think happens, Ruben? What I think happens, who's gonna be at Alpha? Who's gonna be at Haas, dude? I don't know, the, I don't know the drivers enough. 
yeah. in the situation enough to be able to be like, what yeah, I would yeah, like yeah. What, what I think I should do is Paris and the kid from F2 an experienced guy and a, and a new kid and, uh, and, and Isla yeah whatever his name is Callum Isla <laughs> the kid from that's you know like in a great scenario because they both have a ton of money behind them mm -hmm. and Paris but you know obviously what we know now Paris is going to go to Williams yes so Russell might be out for a year wait whoa 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 Whoa, you that's know? right. We haven't we haven't spoken about that rumor. Also, what you that that I can't believe that I when I heard this, um, Russell might be out of a seat. Yeah, you can't you can't take Latifi out. All the sponsors in the Williamson Williams team is owned by Latifi's family. Jeez, that would so suck. What do you think about that? He is the most talented driver. Hey, that, we saw happen broke Ocon too. That is available for that team. It would be stupid. I think it would be dumb. Uh, it would be the stupidest move. It, but, that's why it's not even to me worth even talking about. But yeah, but we're in Williams new, is, new ownership. William new ownership. William has no ownership, so they're not necessarily married to to a Mercedes okay. controlling that seat. How about this? Give me my engine back. Screw it. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done nothing with your engine anyway. Yeah. I'll take Renault back. <laughs> wow. We we won at least with Renault. I don't think that happens though. That'd be dumb because he's he's just so. Yo, suppose he's like a super almost done deal, man. But he's driving the lights out of that car, man. Considering how bad the car Yo, is. Yo, it's just can Paris be? You could you could call Paris the the chain breaker because remember, Ocon was also American company. <laughs> I, I always no, no wait, yeah, you're right. what I'm saying. Ocon was also driving very well uh, he, compared is... to Paris. <coughs> Sorry. No, but 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 Paris beat him. Paris beat him twice. Right. Yeah, but Paris has been Russell has, for ten for you know for like ten years. Russell has been the first and Ocon. I don't think has been doing well this year because Ricardo doesn't let him. <laughs> Ricardo has been just kicking the crap out of yeah, him and still, everybody else. Yeah, but you still got to show you're good, man. You yeah, still got to be like, your teammate. Just like Russell has been showing, he's good, oh, and no, he's, he's been, been beating. He's been annihilating his. Teammates. He's never lost qualifying wise to his teammates. That's insane. That is insane. Don't get rid of Russell. That'll be so bad, man. Okay, people. Let's talk championship. So in the Drivers' Championship, obviously, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton is a head. He's got 230 points. Valtteri Bottas has 161. He is ahead by 69 points. Nice. Uh, Max Verstappen's <laughs> at 147. <laughs> And those are the top three. So right now, the way I do the math is there's 26 points up for grabs if Lewis Hamilton were to DNF, right? So right now he has... He would have to DNF three times? He has a two DNF lead where that... What is that? So he needs to be 78 would get him to that three DNF mm -hmm. uh, threshold. So he could finish like ninth or whatever or eighth. Wow. In, in a couple of the races, but we're getting, there's six races left. We're getting down to the wire where he is closing in on uh, clinching that championship. It might be from in, in the first race at the Bahrain. So aside that, aside from that, the best of the rest, because we know the top three are kind of locked in. Best of the rest, Daniel Ricciardo, 78 points. Sergio Perez, 68 points. Lando Norris, 65 points. Alexander Albon, 64 points. Charles Leclerc, 63 points. Lance Stroll, 57. And Pierre Gasly, 53. And Carlos Sainz, 51. So from 4th to 11th, there's 27 points separating them. Who comes out of this situation? So I'll repeat, Daniel Ricciardo is 10 points ahead of Sergio Perez in 5th, who is 3 points ahead of Lando Norris in 6th. And then it, everybody's just tight. I think Ricardo takes it. Charles Leclerc. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, what? <laughs> so that's like the that's like the equivalent of Leclerc showing up from the from backstage with a steel chair. Yeah, oh my god, it's Leclerc! <laughs> <laughs> my god, he's got a chair! Oh my god! I can't believe it! He's through the Spanish table. Um. I, yeah, I'm with uh, Ricardo. Just kind of closing that out. He's he's currently up ten points, and unless there is just major mechanical issues with his car, 
I just don't see anybody passing him. What's disappointing about this <laughs> is that we, and I, I, I don't want to speak for all three of us, but we kind of don't have any confidence in Racing Point catching up to Renault at this point. Um, Even though supposedly they have a better car. Um, well, in what sense do you... Well, I'm talking that? about... We're, we're talking about the drivers. Okay. Yeah, so at, what we're doing is that we, we're talking about driving skill, but mm -hmm. also we have to factor in how good your car is. So I... I will. Here's what I will say. I will say that differently. I have no confidence in Sergio Perez or Lance Stroll catching Daniel Ricciardo. Now that the, car, not the car, now that the cars are a little closer, I think that hands down Ricciardo beats. Who do you think has the better car right now? Out of the two, yes, Renault, but not by a lot. So I, it's a ten point difference. You don't think Sergio? Paris can that's driver's stunning so yes. no what, what yeah I yeah, know but this is, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm this is what I because it, it goes hand in hand right you you got to take into account the car the account the car that the driver is driving as much as if we were in the same car mm -hmm. I would say hell yeah Ricardo's gonna win this he's a, I think he's a way better driver than Sergio Paris but Renault as good as they has as good as they have been the past few races. Is also very inconsistent. So you they, don't think that Sergio Perez with a half decent car can actually make a run and catch up to Daniel Ricciardo? So you want to talk about inconsistency, but the racing point has been even more inconsistent this year. I I just don't I don't see it happening. But I think that the racing point is not as good as the Renault. I'm just gonna lay that out there. I believe after the quality modes were taken away, they done they've been doing better, and they even their their racing director said the same thing too. This is you mean Renault's done better. Racing point two. Okay, let's backtrack. You said some racing director said who was racing doing point. better. That racing, racing points, points doing better mm -hmm. uh, since they took away the, the quality modes. Yeah, wow. because the because of the different quality modes and stuff like that, the engine was just going crazy, and they were doing so much damage to the engine. To be in quality modes and stuff like that, but now they have like a set pace that they could, you know, they work on. So that means that they, they able to manage didn't, 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 they didn't understand the engine mappings correctly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's interesting. So basically, less complications. Just go racing. Yes, sir. Hmm. I think watches anytime somebody says complications. <laughs> um. So, do we agree that it's going to be Ricardo in fourth? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, so So look at this battle for fifth, right? 68 points, Sergio Perez. 65 points, Lando Norris. 64 points, Alex Albon. 63 points, Charlotte Claire. So five points separate, the uh, the I guess, the couple of drivers that could reach fifth place. Charlotte Claire. <laughs> uh, oh. I think Perez might take that. Damn, but you don't give any love to McLaren, bro. Lando Norris started hot and has been tailing off since. Well, Lando Norris shouldn't even be there, by the way, honestly. Yeah, neither Science should, neither should, should Leclerc. Sainz should be above, but just Sainz has no luck. <laughs> well, he's had bad luck. That happens, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're leaving the team. <laughs> I feel like we could apply that to any driver. Oh, they don't have any luck, so. Come yeah. On. Albon has no luck? It's things that happen <laughs> during the race. Albon yeah. has a race. <laughs> Right, you should, you have to put yourself in a position to yes. Win. Consistency is key, man, and that's the whole weekend. It's not just Sunday. So, and that's the thing with and and McLaren seems like they've taken a step back. I don't see them. They're there or thereabouts, but they're not developing, and they're not developing at the rate I say a Renault is, or improving at the rate I say a Renault is, and a uh, racing point. Which was already ahead, but they're not moving along either. So they're like there, thereabouts. Okay. So, so yeah, driver-wise, yeah, put them in order for me. Where do you see this at the end between these four guys? Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, Alex Albon, and Charlotte Claire. If you ignore how how many points they have now, who scores more points from here to the end of the season? Alex so, Albon. 
Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, Alex Albon, or Charlotte Claire? Alex Albon scores the most. He's in a better car. Um, uh, you gotta you gotta say that Alex Albon at least moves up one. So from seventh to six. Yeah. Meaning either Sergio Perez or Lando Norris or Charles Leclerc beat him. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but that's that that that's what I see. And he's only it's so forward. close. If anybody's gonna make a big move, it's gonna be Albon just because of the car. Just because of the car. That's why you can't just when you when you when you're trying to predict this, you can't just base it off driver skill. You also have to take into account the the, the car that they're I, in. I agree with you, but the, where we were talking before, the Renault and the Racing Point were so close that there it kind of defaults down to driver skill. Yeah, you're right on that one. And then here with the Red Bull versus the field, I'm taking the Red Bull. Yeah, but also when, but yeah, you're right. I don't have any. But uh, but also I, with me, media. it's like you have the you have the tiebreaker, right? All right, so you have. You have a, a, a Sergio Perez and a Daniel Ricardo, very close. Obviously, we think that Daniel Ricardo is a better driver, but what might bring him a little bit close, what might bring Perez a little bit closer to Daniel Ricardo, might be that the car is a little bit better. So there could be a competition there. But we right now, what we agree with is that Ricardo's a better driver and he's in the better car at the moment, so he stays put. I picked Perez because of his con consistency. Yeah, I'm going with Perez myself because out of all those guys, he's the most consistent driver. So it's it's interesting that we default to the driver, but yes, he goes with the car. I'm going out on a because that's what determines. That's what honestly, at the end of the day, as good as these drivers are, the car makes a big difference in this day and age. I can't pick Alvin. When the guy's complaining about his sister team, they race me so hard. Yeah, but I think he'll still... He I, needs to get his confidence back. I'll tell you what. I, 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 He's not going to be this year. I'm going to go out on a limb. Alex, don't let me down. We're going to see uh, Ricardo, Albon, Perez, and Norris. I think Perez is going to drop... I mean, um, it, I think it's going to be Perez, then Albon, then Leclerc, and Norris is going to drop down to eighth. Wait, wait, I wait. Think so but after Ricardo, you're talking about? Yes. Yes. So Perez, Albon. So you're just saying that Albon just moves up one. Albon and Leclerc move up one. Norris drops down to two. Jesus. Eight. Yeah, but that's possible. Nah, but I don't see that. I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be Ricardo, Albon, Perez, and Norris. All right. Let's shift over to constructors. Mercedes foregone conclusion. Red Bull foregone conclusion. It's 211 points. The next closest team is Racing Point. 120, McLaren, 116, Renault, 114, and then Ferrari, 80, AlphaTauri, 67. You said uh, Racing Point has... 120. 120. Renault, Ooh, I'm sorry, McLaren, 116, Renault, 114. Wow, I think close. I think that Renault passes them and becomes the third place constructor. Yeah. Yeah. Racing, Racing Point... I mean, they would have been 135 if they would have not lost the 50. Yo, so, look, That's so, going to come down to Renault and Racing Point. Yes. To, for the third place. Yes. I. So here's my deal, right? You see a team now with a podium finish that they haven't had in years. The car has been improving. They have not now, a podium they back. Now they have swag. Now they're going to be going out there, you know, with, you know, their pants down, like ready to... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Rock out with your... Yeah. <laughs> I think that the team is just going to now is going to be confident and now is going to be able to put their best foot forward. Whereas Racing Point is actually doing the reverse. I feel like they've just been going backwards every step of the way from the beginning. Racing Point. I well, don't, McLaren more backwards. Yeah. Well, McLaren, I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with McLaren. I don't know if their development has stunted because they're focusing on next year or. No, they're still developing. Even to this weekend. Or maybe they just don't understand their new... Remember, McLaren is going... Because now at this point of the season, we have to think about what's going to happen next season, right? Or how they're developing for next season. We know that McLaren trialed, and I may, and they may have even raced a new front wing, which looks... Or and a nose, which looks a lot like the Mercedes front wing and nose. We know next year that they will be moving to Mercedes engines. So why not change the concept of their car from a high-rate car 
to a low rate car just like Racing Point did this season. And you can see that they have been, they have improved remarkably because of that. They're going to do that during the offseason, you're saying? Yeah, well, but you start developing it now. You could, because their new nose on the front end of the car looks a lot like a Racing Point and a Mercedes nose. Okay. Well, I mean, I understand looking forward to next year, but when you're talking about being third or fifth in the constructors, you want that money. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, but can you get there when you have Renault, which definitely has a lot of resources and they're improving, and you also have Racing Point, which changed the concept of the car and have a better understanding of it and are getting better and better because those new updates worked, obviously. They're faster. Yeah. So you have two teams that are out-developing you at this point in the season. Ruben, what do you think? And they can only get, it seems like they can only get uh, one car in the points. And if they have two cars in the points, it's not very high up. So they're not going away with large points haul either per race. Yeah, it's just racing point is not, <laughs> it's not a team that's to, to follow to, to the end too much because of that, because of the inconsistency on the way they are. And McLaren as well. Renault is the only one that has shown positive steps. Mm-hmm. And they'll be third. Yeah. I, I I think it'll be Renault, Racing Point. And McLaren. And McLaren. But it will be very close between Racing Point and McLaren. Yeah. It could be a battle between the two. I think that's going to be the... Down the, to the wire. That's going to be the down to the Racing wire. Racing Point and McLaren? So Renault's running away with it. Okay. Renault's going to be third place. All right, let's talk about this upcoming race, the Portuguese Grand Prix. So our quick little race preview. Ruben, hit us off with some track history. Track history. (laughs) (laughs) We need to come up with a jingle for you. (laughs) No, this this track has been known for always having a lot of action. This track or this Grand Prix? I'm sure this Grand Prix has been known for having all. In Portugal itself, when every time the the race is held there, always has a lot of uh, you know history has been done in, in Portugal and all other stuff. But uh, when it comes to history, we have I don't know it was a place where in Portugal was Senna's first win in eighty five. Uh, that was we, at Astoril. Yes. Okay. Then we have you know like incidents like when uh, the coming down the main street. Senna squeezed Pros that I think I would have crashed how much he got squeezed and you know it shows that Pros was nurse of steel when it came to that point. So as somebody that has raced go-karts with you, you would have crashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another incident that <laughs> that gets a lot of attention was also when uh, Nigel uh, Manso got black flagged and he also I think he just kept going with the lab and took out Senna, and they were both out of the ring. What? Yeah, oh, man. my God. <laughs> <laughs> they were gangster back in the day. And the last time the Formula 1 was here was in 96, or Portugal itself. Uh, winners is tied three, ap- three apiece between Pros and Manso. Wow. Constructors is uh, actually Ferrari with seven, followed by Williams with six. And a little... You know, they, trying to dig out history and stuff like that that caught my attention was engine manufacturer winners. Obviously, we know Ferrari because they do their own engines. They have seven. Uh, then he has Renault with six, followed by, name another manufacturer against that those Cosworth? Guys. No, man. Ford? Ford? <laughs> ah, wow. close. Because, so uh, that was what caught one, my attention. Ford at has one three. point, uh, uh, Ford and Cosworth, uh, they built F1 engines together. So. So four. I was close. I was close. Three. uh, I'm just trying to look for a small victory for me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, but this track is always it's always been you know a lot of action, a lot of stuff has happened in this track. Interesting. Okay. Not. I mean the track, not the Grand Prix. I keep saying track. My bad. Our favorite segment here, (laughs) the track map. (laughs) Yancy, you're looking at it very intently. What do you think this track map looks like? Hmm. It's gonna be like an innocent vulgar guess. Go ahead. Yeah. Innocent vulgar. Never yeah. thought I'd. So 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 the, uh, we're looking at the, the, the version 
that is uh, from F1, the map, which is laid out. It looks kind of like a, a, I'm going the animal route, like a little puppy dog. Damn. Like a little puppy dog. You have the head and the tail, and but with a with a big penis. <laughs> <laughs> what? So <laughs> damn, yeah. Yeah. you see, so, like the little puppy dog, oh God. and then no, the, no. so you know, I was going a different route. What's I'm, the, I'm, the same to dog in heat? <laughs> <laughs> I was going the same route as Yancy, but not in heat. Not, not, in, not in the heat of the moment. <laughs> oh my God. It's actually to me, it's a dog, but like a real lazy dog. So his legs are like pretty much towards the front. All you see is pretty much his legs, little head, and then the tail at the end. Yeah, I guess I got a dirty mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of see two things here. I see. Um, I forget what. Not about opener. No, no. no. <laughs> that's what. That's what normally they look like. I see a. Uh, um, actually, I see three things. I see number one, uh, uh, channel locks or like a, I guess like a wrench, like uh, yes, kind kind of sort of right with the uh, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen turns being the the head of the thing where you you make the turns, and then the other two portions the, the, the channel handles. locks like pliers, huh? yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, I also see like a clog, like uh, what is that Danish clogs? I don't know. Like this would be the shoe that comes in. Oh, this is like the wooden shoe, right? Yeah. Well, kind of what? Like a clog, like and then a, I also it's like see a, it's almost like a, like a crock, but <laughs> but it's wood. But it but it's wood made out of wood. Yeah. That's how they make cro- crocks came out of clogs. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, I see almost like a uh, uh, like a submarine, right? A little bit. I don't know. I no. think I think the the channel locks is the, the channel the sense. channel locks or even the um or the clock the the, the, the the clog yeah even though that's one messed up clock we should design a clog like that <laughs> make millions over, like crocs JTS, the J, the JTS twenty threes yeah <laughs> so just to, to kind of describe the map itself it's you know the start finish straight uh, it leads into turns one and two which are actually they look like high speed turns. Turn three, you know, a little bit of a slowdown. Four is another high-speed turn into the straight, uh, going into what is kind of like an extended hairpin, going into six, seven, which are also high-speed turns. It's it's high-speed throughout this whole uh, track is kind of what I'm getting at. At the end of this, uh, before the f- uh, start-finish, turn 14 almost looks like an extended out. What's that turn in uh, Istanbul? That uh, the one at the uh, Austin was modeled after. Oh, it's turn eight. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, it's it's called Galp on this map. That I'm Which one is that? The turn fourteen. Hmm. Thirteen down to fourteen looks like just just straight flat out. Nah, they had a, they got a break wow. there. So we're, we're just because it's not wide enough on the apex, where where they can be flat out there. They got a break going into that into there. It looks more. They might lift up. It lift it, up. it almost looks like parabolica. Yeah, kind of. But they just don't have that that group, that big lead in going into parabolica. So they don't. It because since they're going through third turn thirteen, they got to slow down. So they're not gonna go as fast through there. It just reminds me of uh, turn 14, fourteen. Might be a lift off, and then just turn fifteen looks quick. We're gonna see a lot of overtaking on the main street. Yeah, because. You see, thirteen, fourteen well, into the first street, into the into the main street. It just looks like it's ripe for this track. Reminds fighting. me of uh, Barcelona without that chicane at the end. So you see how at turn fifteen is that big long curve. 14. Those ca- these cars can go flat out through there, and you then they can't. huh? You just said they can't. No, on on fifteen they can. Why the hell is? So you got. 14 and then 15 unless you were talking about 15 oh you were uh, talking about 15 different. yeah my map is different oh uh, okay yeah I, there i see it yeah yeah there i see it so so on turn 15 yeah they can yeah. go flat out through there you're right wellington i guess we just got the numbers wrong but through 15 they can definitely go flat out and then they have a great and that's a drs zone turn going into turn one that's a great that's what i was saying on, the, on, yeah. on 14 walls that there might be a lift you see 14 yeah, they just lift on fourteen, and then fifteen yeah. just flat, flat out. out. That. Yeah, through there. And just imagine how much speed they're gonna catch when it comes to like pretty much the ending of you know with the speed trap. I just I would love to know this weekend. I see this being a, a great race. This is what it's I believe be an awesome it. Race. I, I believe it in my heart. I see it. I can't wait. 
Predictions, Ruben. Uh, Mercedes one two, which is you know Lewis, Botas, uh, third place. Ooh, it's, it's gonna be Max Verstappen. I think third place. Fourth will be Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Fifth. I want to go different with fifth. I would say it's a tussle between Sainz and Checo. Yes, yeah, Hmm. But I would also love to be Ricardo to be third. You know, rubbing in their faces. <laughs> Lewis wins, of course. Breaks the record. Yeah. Yeah. He, Lewis, uh, he tied. Sections one and two, or, or the sectors one and two, benefit Red Bull greatly. Twi- tight, twisty turns, high downforce. They can uh, gather up a lot of speed through there. So I say Max Verstappen comes in second. Botas third. High speed. Mm. High speed. It is high speed, but. No, I say Sergio Perez comes in fourth. Ricardo fifth. Because it's not a track. Like I said, it's a fast track, but I think that um, the racing points have better, have higher speed through the corners than Renault, and sectors one and two will benefit them more than Renault would. But they don't have Ricardo. But they have Paris, and they have good updates. How about you, Wells? So what I'm going with is that the Hamilton and Bodas one-two. Uh, Max Verstappen third. So if him and Bota, if that's the order, and one of Hamilton and Bottas gets the fastest lap, they ha- they open up a two hundred and four two hundred five point lead, essentially making it almost impossible after after the next race that after the I guess the next Italy that uh, anybody else can win the, the constructors championship. So um, th- that's my top three. I am gonna go. I just have no faith in Racing Point anymore. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, Renault, and then I'm gonna go uh, well Ricardo, and then I'm gonna go with Carlos Sainz on fifth, and then Alex Albon sixth. Hmm. I agree on the Albon thing. Almost another. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. All right, boys. Is there anything else that we need to? Talk about here today. Has um, yeah. It, it it seems like since we've had like these back to back to back to back to back race weekends, feels like it's been a very long time between races. Yeah. So, because we got used to the back to back, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pushing the episodes and, through and, back to back uh, to back to back, and the fact that. Obviously, we can forget about like the race at the front, but the midfield race is going to be super exciting to watch. Yeah, so we- anybody who is watching this race, pay attention to positions four, five, six, and seven, and that's going to be your excitement right there. Yeah. And we're at a racetrack that they don't know. They don't really, they haven't really raced that, so they don't have a lot of data. This is done with a short weekend too. No, no, Imola next is week. next weekend. But um, Portimola, tires, Imola, you know. the way the tires go is a mystery to them. So we'll see how that plays out as well. But like I said, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, those are going to be. Real race. That's going to be where the race right. is. Right. That's be. why, yeah, we went through the championship standings on both instructor and drivers. Yeah. It's getting tight. If you yep. focus on the front, you're going to be highly disappointed. But. If you focus on those next, uh, that next area where those cars are at, it's going to be a fun race. I got two things just to end it up. Uh, Racing Points said that they will be using the gearbox and suspension parts from the W11 Mercedes car, which is the 2020 car, for 2021. 
and supposedly FIA and they can't and they can't you and they don't have to use the token tokens. exactly that's, yeah. that's and the BS. FIA is 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 fine with it tracing point yeah and I also have the Lewis is back to singing and this time it's about drinking and sleeping with girls like a single guy does <laughs> by the way <laughs> and having his heart broken on another track <laughs> he has he has a track where he's sing you know singing about is he, is this his track is or is this a, another guest spot for him Ruben no no it's his track since you are his track so in tune to Lewis Hamilton's musical career <laughs> hey he's finally put into use the studio that he built in his house when he was with nicole he had a studio built in his house that she never used wow he oh. used that damn wow, come on <laughs> is Left that probably with the song that Someone with the heartbroken came from <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> my piece of news here just to wrap this up our good friend yancy won't be around next weekend he'll womp be womp. taking a much needed break yes uh, other than that, guys, where are you going, Yance? Be uh, flying high in the Rocky Mountains, baby. Woo-wee! Doing a little bit of skiing. No, I'm yes. <laughs> <laughs> be in Denver. I'll be watching the race, though. So we can discuss uh, over text, but I won't be on the podcast next week. All right, guys, make sure to follow us at Jump to Start F1, Twitter, Instagram, Jump to Start Racing Podcast on YouTube. And then we are all over pod, uh, podcast platforms at Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. I'll say it again because yes, he's going to make me say it again. <laughs> <laughs> podcast platforms, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes. Oh, what? Oh! Got you got to start again. You got to start again. You got to start again. Uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Tune in, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Yes. Go. Guys, Round of applause we will Wellington. catch you. Enjoy the race. See you. Go Portugal. See you guys. Bye.